keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And we've got a super ridiculous guest here tonight. I don't even know why. I think we just, we ran out of guests already. It's, We're it's 36, what the something fuck? Something episodes even, in. And... Dude, and we ran out of people. We found some fucking schmuck down the road here who had, uh, I think, an NARBC shirt that had some bleach stains, so I'm pretty sure it came from McCurley's fucking laundry room. And uh, he said that he owned a corn snake once and a 12-foot ball python, so we figured this we would had be to pretty have fucking interesting. We had to have him on. And um, I, I don't know. He might not even be from here. He had a cool mm-hmm. he had a cool picture of a snake on his phone, but it also looked like a dick. So I don't oh, know. No. I don't know what we're doing. Okay, but who do we really have? For, for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the wonderful Owen McIntyre from Rogue Reptiles and Morelli Python Radio. How are you doing Woo! tonight, man? I'm doing all right, man. And, you know, that's not far off. I mean, you're close. <laughs> you're pretty close. I do wander around in old NARBC shirts that I'm pretty sure I stole from Kevin. So, <laughs> well, I, I come up to Nerd like twice, and I'm like, I got to get shirts. I got to get it. Yep. Dude. He's yeah, wandering I'm, around. He finds the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, oh, free shirts. I got this. free shirts. I, I, wait for, I wait for you guys to like show somebody like snakes, and I just sneak out and behind him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, they're showing ball pythons. It's going to take five minutes for him to list off all out. those jeans, so I'm just going to go duck out and find something cool. Slowly back up as, they're show, as Rob's showing off the scrub. He's got everyone's attention. I just back out slowly. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. So if anybody is wondering why I just went on that tangent, it's because uh, Owen said we couldn't use his real name or mention NPR, so I was like, right. "Perfect, <laughs> perfect." It's one of those things where if you're going to do, you ask the the guest every time, and it's just kind of like a a cordial thing. Like, yeah. is there anything we don't want to talk about? Everything you don't want to mention? Yeah. And I've started just having fun with that, where it's like you cannot mention this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and people get confused because I'm like, you can never mention the rough scale. Like, but but but, but you're the I, rough scale <laughs> guy. <laughs> Those are like your favorite snakes. They are. Yep. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck. I like that. I really do like that. You got to be like, I will not answer any uh, questions during the show. It can only be made in statements. Only I'll, statements. I'll only <laughs> reply back to statements. <laughs> I'm going to limit you to a thousand words. Go. <laughs> there we go. Go. Oh, no. After that, whatever time that ends up being, we're done. We're the done. interview's over. I'm hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get into it's like I gotta keep it interesting. I gotta keep doing something. <laughs> After ten years of NPR, you gotta keep it interesting somehow, right? Start yeah. figuring out how to shorthand your voice. <laughs> like how can just, I? Uh... No, no, you're just talking accents all the time. Yeah, like, just, just, I like, pick one. I've done that at nerd. I've done that at nerd on certain days. I'll just like uh, only talk in a British accent the whole day. It throws people off so much. That's very like, true. When when did you guys hire a British guy when they like call on the phone? They're like, some British guy answered the phone. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think it was. Oh boy. I think it was when I was working for my father. I decided to respond to him in only eighties movies quotes the oh entire my day. God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's heavy, doc." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you're like the force is strong with this one. Uh, interesting. You got to keep it interesting. Yeah, dude, I'm, so. I'm oh. very much about all of this. 
Right. So, <laughs> we could just talk no, about this. No, no. I, I put yeah, my foot down right no now. Results. Listen, okay, <laughs> Owen. <laughs> For the people who may not know NPR or you, uh, how did you get your start in reptiles? It was like everybody's got that story of like, you know, I was totally dinosaurs as a kid. And I, I was one of those kids. Um, but I was actually terrified of snakes when I was younger. Mm. Um, my cousins and I were playing by a creek in PA and the eastern water like shot by my foot. Mm hmm. And it was a big size one, and I like freaked out, and I ended up falling down this embankment, on oh, <laughs> all this, all this shale, and so, so I got carved up. Mm -hmm. and I just was not okay with them for a while, um, <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, in high school, I kind of started doing the, oh, not so bad, and kind of doing this, like interested in that because I was interested in turtles and tortoises and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then in college, uh, my first roommate in college. Uh, was Chris Foley. Oh, damn. Um, oh, wow. What an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he and I move in together, and the first thing he does is bring a leucistic Texas rat snake to the dorm room that nails him right in the face, and he's oh, bleeding everywhere. Yes. That sounds like And Chris. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, you have my interest. So <laughs> we go to Hamburg, of all shows, and oh. I get a smooth-scale green snake, which... If you want to put on the scale of a good beginner snake, no. this is nowhere no. near it. Like Not nowhere no. near it. But no. but it's what always people kind of go to because it's small and it's tiny. Oh, and he's they crickets. eat crickets. Oh my no, god! And it's like stupid. no, they're terrible. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> the dumbest idea. So that thing died within like a month, mm -hmm. and we went back to Hamburg. I remember going to uh, I was Rick Crumline's table, and I got uh, Cali King, and then mm -hmm. that was it. We were done. Yep. And then uh, on my 18th birthday, uh, my fiance Melissa actually got me my first carpet python. And then we were, that was it. Totally just like we went from one carpet to 12 carpets illegally kept in the dorm room to 15. <laughs> I think my match. And um, if they had caught me, I would still be paying the fines to my college. Probably, so. yeah. <laughs> yep. I, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. When I was in college, uh, my family went away for a week or something, and mm. I had chameleons growing up, and those are not an animal that you can leave alone for a week, besides, you know, like, <laughs> all the, the snakes and everything. So they were like, hey, can you, like, keep the chameleon at your dorm room? And I was like, where the hell am I going to put a screen enclosure with a dripper and lights all in my dorm room? Do you know how quickly i'm gonna get busted they're like oh you'll figure it out and they literally were just like peace and they left so <laughs> I, I cleared out everything in my closet and yep. i set it up in my closet and like put towels all along the bottom of the door and like always mm -hmm. kept the light on in the room so that if anyone came in it wasn't like <laughs> conspicuous why the closet's glowing you, why the yeah. lights glowing yeah. yeah and i was just like oh my god that was so bad and then i'm uh, just growing pot don't worry about it dude the, yeah don't my, worry about it it's my fine. fucking yeah. roommate was one of those people who was like i'm gonna try growing pot in the room and i was oh, like no no, no you're, you're gonna raise Stop. the flag they're gonna come bust me over your dumbass. why uh, it was oh. so we, we had the same thing we had it we we were in a um uh four man so we had one bedroom with me and ryan roommate a common room and then the other one same thing his girlfriend answers it with the ferret and they're like oh we're coming in to do an inspection oh, and my other roommate's like whoa, whoa, whoa they're not home no you're not and he calls me and i literally ran from work oh, <laughs> to, my, to my dorm 
I threw all of my snakes in pillowcases, shoved them all in a duffel bag, and then I'm walking out with them all on my back as they're as the security and RAs are walking in. And I'm like, oh, oh anyway, bye. Damn. Like, oh yeah, that was that was the Jeez. last time they were on campus. And I was just like, that was too close. Too close, close for so, comfort. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's much easier to do it now out in the open where I don't have to, like, you know, I just get freaked out when the cable guy comes and I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have my licenses framed up on the wall. I'm like, nope, no, see, <laughs> like, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, this is Please fine. don't call animal control. Yeah, so. Dude, it's weird. Like, places like Massachusetts, they've got laws on the books that are, like, geared towards cats and dogs. And they're like, you can't have more than four of the same species in your home or it's considered hoarding, like animal hoarding. And I'm like, oh, if they only knew. I've got, if they only <laughs> I've got 40 Borneo short tail pythons and it's like oh yikes yeah <laughs> Ugh, yeah we, we won't talk about how many animals i have <laughs> <laughs> never it you don't you never count but then you do accidental things in the care of the animals that reveals the number and then yeah. you have to sit there for a day and you're like damn it <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> or like you're trying to tally up space just so you have an idea of how many mm-hmm. new baby racks you might need. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, but I already have X number of baby bins. Why don't I have more room? Wait a minute. Like, And that was uh, when I moved from my mom's place out here. I'm like, oh, God, I got so much more room for racks and cages. And like now I'm sitting here. I'm like, I got no fucking room. <laughs> well, time to move again. It's yep. like, I... <laughs> You always run out of space, so that's true. It's you true. Never have enough caging. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I uh, when I was still living with my folks, uh, I would always try to wedge new cages in places somewhere. My mom would always be like, "There's no room. There's no more room. I don't know how the fuck you think you're gonna do this." And I'm like, "Hey, there's always room. There's always there's room. always space. And, don't uh, worry, I got it." <laughs> and I re- <laughs> I remember when I had like. I bought a bunch of like 32 quart racks because I was like really hardcore into colubrids at the time. And mm-hmm. I had this one rack and no real good space to put it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking figure this out if it's the last thing I do for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Like, Christ, I'm going to figure this out. So I literally, I had this part where. <clears throat> Uh, the racks from one wall met the racks from another wall, and then there was this gap in the middle of the corner of the walls. And I was like, oh, fuck it. These things are all on casters. I'm just going to wedge this in that freaking corner. (laughs) And then whenever I need to get to it, I'll just move one rack out and whatever. And I literally did that. And I I remember I got my mom. I was like, I I figured it out. I made the space. It it. It is effectively used. And uh, she was like, where the fuck's that last rack? And I was like, just just peer your eyes in between that sliver of space right there, and you'll be amazed. And she just looked at me, shook her head, and was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I was like, I know. It is. And we all know it is, but we're not going to stop. Exactly. No, no, we agree. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I'm on the same page. But then it's like, now listen, I'm on the same page with you, but there's still two and a half feet of space from the top of this rack to oh, the ceiling, so I can fit something else there. It's yeah. a little you cage know. on top, you know. Yeah, it might be like a good yeah. 50, 55 quart bin for an Amazon tree boa. You know, I mean, like we might just, you know, it's fine. Don't, it's don't stress the most, it. 
that's the most dangerous thing when you find a cage guy who will do custom caging where it's like, oh, really? Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, we're so going to do every true. inch. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah. a half inches to the ceiling. I need a 13-inch cage. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I remember. It's really long. <laughs> yeah. I remember stacking. So I had one wall in my parents' house that mm. was like my big snake wall. Mm. And I literally mm. remember setting that up. And it was, okay, here's one cage. Here's the next cage on top. Here's the next cage on top. And getting to the last cage, mm-hmm. I had about a quarter inch of oh, clearance between the top of that cage and the ceiling. <laughs> and I, dude, the worst part of it was it was a four foot by two foot melamine cage. Oh, so oh, that oh, that God. fucker it got up there and it wasn't moving. Nope, that's, that's all I'm saying. It was there. It stayed there. It's until, still there today. It still might be there today. No, I just remember. I remember like, okay, now. it's time to you know, it was time to move all that stuff out of there. And I. I remember asking my dad for him. So my dad used to always be like, hey, if you ever need help, you know, let me know. So I remember I never really ever asked him for help. I didn't really need to. But I remember asking him for help this one day. He's like, yeah, what do you need me to hold a snake or, you know, whatever you need me to do? I was like, actually, no, I need your help lifting this obnoxiously heavy enclosure (laughs) from very tall above our heads. Onto the ground so I can use your sledgehammer and destroy it. Jeremy. <laughs> that I is mean, now a load bearing cage. It's not yeah, part yeah. of the house. Yeah, it now exactly. goes with the house. Like, no, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, oh my God! That's I'm very great. glad I don't use melamine oh. anymore. Oh well, that was that was the that was I mean. At one point, everybody had it, but then everybody yeah. fell into the like. No matter how many people warned you ahead of time that. If this stuff gets wet, if this stuff does it's this, ruined. like you're yeah, not, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. disintegrate on you. Yeah. Everybody at one point was like, yeah, I'll take a melamine cage. And then we all regret it yes. instantly. Yeah. Like, yep. Oh, 100%, dude. I remember when I had gotten those, all those 32 quart racks, I got them from Mark Venhorst, mm-hmm. Bowen mm. Master. And uh, at the time, he didn't have P- the PVC option. Everything he was doing right. was melamine. Right. He just had the melamine stuff. Dude, yeah. Two weeks. After I had gotten those racks, he un- unleashed or unveiled the PVC oh. lines for everything. And I was like, you motherfucker. I was so upset. I'm like, do you know what it took for me to lift that thing on top of yeah. the other one? Oh, God. Oh, God. That's so hilarious. bad. So <laughs> freaking bad. I, I know a guy who spent a ton of money on... Uh, Bowen Master Cages for his monitors. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this was a dumb That's decision. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Is it going to be fine? I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> Later, when we're pulling out what was left of those cages from his basement, because yeah. they're monitors. Yeah. I mean, come on. They go through everything. Literally yes. everything. Yeah, I think melamine's probably the worst material you could use for a monitor yeah. enclosure. Yeah, exactly. You got to do stone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cement, hey, here's yeah. your tile kitchen with marble countertops. Have a there good go. day. That'll hold him. Like, yeah. yeah, 140 basking spot. Don't mind it. It's yeah, cool. it's fine. No, it's totally it fine. Dumb idea. So. Oh my god. Oh, that just sounds like a bad day. Oh my goodness. Dude. Shout out to Melamine. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that one, that one hurdle that every herper has to get over. Like, you, eventually, you all get Melamine. 
Eventually, we at one point we all bought a pinky pump. Why? We don't know. Nah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll use it one day. Yeah. It's it's never I'll use it, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see if I know how to work it, and then I'll yeah. be like, yeah. "Why did I buy this thing?" Dude, you know what? I don't think <laughs> I ever owned a pinky pump. I don't oh. think I ever owned a pinky pump, but I remember consistently staring at them like. I should probably get one of those mm. and just and I I never pulled the trigger. I don't know why. They are the but dumbest invention ever because <laughs> like you have to use the special serrated disc. Well, that's useless. That is a piece of shit. And yep. and I, and I remember doing it for my first clutch of carpets I had cuz I had no idea what the hell I was doing mm-hmm. and I had like one or two non-feeders and I tried using the pinky pump and about try number 5 when nothing got into the snake and it was all over <laughs> my hands. I was like this is a Dumb idea. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. And pretty sure like that that was that was just that was a dumb move. So yeah, I have it still just so I can stare at it and go, <laughs> <"Just> <laughs> <idiot."> <laughs> but I'm frame it on the wall you and be like that. this is for uh, posterity, you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like me first dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like frame it, hang it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dumb. Uh <laughs> it's like could you just imagine like you just have like a, a shelf of like all the really cool things like trinkets you've gotten or or just like just really cool reptile related stuff like books or maybe like an alligator skull or something like that and there's just a pinky pump yep. yeah yeah like the hell is that freaking evil thing doing on this shelf you're like it's to remember what once was but <laughs> like, have you used it's it? to you remind have. you that when people say you absolutely need this thing for reptiles, maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe that's not true. So. That's true. That's, that's uh, fair. Dude. Yeah, I'm fair. That's dude, fair. It's like things you need for reptiles. Thermostat. Thermostat. There things you go. you don't Thermostat. need for reptiles. Pinky pumps. <laughs> a thing to shove the juices from the pinky you freshly squeezed into Ugh. its mouth. Like that. No. <laughs> I see, you see, yeah. I didn't have a pinky pump, but I did use those like oral syringes to do that sort of stuff when I had baby Candoia. And that oh, makes more sense. Yeah. Like, gava- was... like here's the thing: gavage is a thing. Like that. That's a thing that we even I was I went to college for small animal science, and that's something they taught us. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing. Serrating and serrating an infant animal through some sort of large syringe is not like that's stupid dude if there was like a a beginner's guide for reptile keeping Mm. uh i think if any con context of like pinky pump or braining oh yeah rodents or anything or scenting just in general if any of that was in the beginner's guide to keeping reptiles, we'd lose a lot of people. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. Right off the rip. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I I like had hatched corn snakes and I I had like a, a percentage of the clutch that were just not feeding, and I remember talking to Adam Harris and he's like, yeah, you, <clears throat> you might need to like brain the pinkies, and I was like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he's like, oh, you literally have to like cut the skull of Open. the. Show them the brain. What? And I was like, that's terrible. Evolutionarily, when would that ever happen? Come on, tell me, please. And uh, and he's like, I he's like, it's a trick and it'll probably work. And sure enough, it did. And I was like, that was terrible. (laughs) But I'm ready to breed corn snakes again. I feel like a monster. Why did I do that? Dude, (laughs) legit. I love those moments where you're like, 
all right, I'll give it a shot. And then it works. You're like, well, I'll be dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> all right. Dude, well, no, that was like, that's like the, uh, you know, put, put the, put the neonate in a four inch jelly cup and then mm-hmm. put that, you know, it with the feeder and then there, put yep. that in a, in a Brown dark bag, bag or yep. something like that. And then it'll or, eat. And it, yeah. dude, that has saved my ass so many times, but I remember telling it, uh, to faith and Julia down at, at zoo creatures. Mm-hmm. Because they had some, I think it might have been like a picky carpet python or something. And I was like, you can try mm-hmm. this. And they looked at me like, mm-hmm. there's no fucking way that's going to work. Next and day? then the <laughs> next the next day, they're like, so we did your trick and it worked. I'm sorry because we laughed at you a lot after that. <laughs> my, my favorite is the um, take it for a drive. Oh, my God. Like, yes. Well, you, oh. you put it in a deli cup and you drive to a friend's place and then you drive home and then the thing's like, clearly, I'm in a new environment and it eats. And you're yep. like, I, yes. what? It's uh. the same bin. I changed yeah. nothing. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> that's a good one. Yep. Um, the one that I've recently been obsessed with is um, – feeder fish yes. for pythons. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or I'm just like, because uh, I've been, I, I have the baby rhinos and I have all these feeder fish to get them going. Mm-hmm. And then I had two non-feeder carpets and I'm like, fuck it. And I threw it in there. And they went for it. I'm like, well, shit, I've learned something today. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what works, works. That's what's the most whatever important. Whatever works. Yep. Dude, yeah. Yep. Mm. yep. These are the things you learn. Uh-huh. The longer you're in this industry. Uh. So, now I'm walking through the supermarket and I'm like, chicken legs? Yeah, I'll uh, feed those yeah, snakes. Feed Frog legs? Sure. <laughs> Dude, it, I feel like that's that's one of the reasons why like I feel like certain, sometimes people just get a Kribo mm-hmm. or something. Because they're yeah, like, exactly. I'll literally just feed this a chicken leg. Yep. <laughs> like, Whatever yep. I find. Yeah. If you, so that's what you, when you get into large collier breeds, you get over the, my snake will only eat black mice if it's held at a northern angle and laid down like <laughs> right in front of it it's like Dimercon, you put the food in the bowl you put the bowl in their cage and you get the hell out of the way yeah it's <laughs> so true the freight train <laughs> and it i've had like so pictures true. i've had pictures of my blue beauties with like pieces of flounder and a mouse hanging out of its mouth as it's eating both at the same time I'm like i love this <laughs> oh, dude seriously that's awesome yeah those they, they're just like Food is food. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's food. Yeah. It's all I want. Easy feeding species for the rest of my life. I just want nothing but garbage disposals because then I don't need to worry about it anymore. But so, rhino yeah. rats. That was a mistake. <laughs> but Dominican red mountain boas. Oh, I hate those things. <laughs> Dude, we, we bred I those out, for I so long. I outsourced the Dominicans. Yeah. I outsourced them. So like that, my friend of mine's like, I love Dominicans. Cool. You want to breed them for me? And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, they went. So You deal um, with the babies. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And, you know, I'm saying this, and I have a, I have a Madagascar, I have a, a Captain Born and Bred Mad Hog downstairs mm. that's on geckos. And I'm like... I don't like it, but I do this to myself. <laughs> like yeah. I bought this thing. <laughs> Dude, I feel that. So yeah. what kind of drew you to the rhino rats in particular? To be honest, it was something that was, they, they, they were always kind of like cool in the back of my head. And when I got into it, you were kind of told that bamboo rats, rhino rats, mandarins were always like, Oh man, they need special care. And they're, they're, they're a different thing, which yeah, the special care is don't plug in the heat. Like yes, keep them cooler. Them like, <laughs> don't, don't get them hot. But no one ever said that's what the problem was. They just said, man, they need like a refrigerator. What? They need to no. be in like a refrigerator. Like that's not true. No. But 
there was kind of on a unobtainable like I I'm not good enough. I'm I'm down here with my pythons. If I touch that thing, it'll break and die. So I had uh, I <laughs> one of my experiments with green tree pythons that ended poorly. Um, <laughs> I had <laughs> one remaining green tree that was I think she was a calico from Buddy Buddy Buscemi, mm-hmm. and. Buddy had just hatched out several clutches of rhinos, and he's. I'm like, hey man, I, I have this gorgeous female. I'm doing nothing with her. You produced her. Do you want her back? And he said, well, let's do a trade. Do you want a trio of rhinos? I'm like, I would. And yes. I, I did it. And I'm like, I, I remember talking to Rob Stone. I remember picking them up at a carpet fest, and, um, I had them, and I kind of like, I'm like, these things are cool. But then, I kept getting more and more people wanting to see them and were interested in them. And Mike Curtin sat down on a sofa. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen Mike has like these librarian glasses that hang on like a chain in yes, front of yes, him. Yes. Yeah. And he, he sits down and he pulls out the rhino and then he puts the glasses on like daintily. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And he ex- <laughs> examines the rhino and he's like, this thing's badass. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay. And that was like the final, that was the final nail in the like, okay, this was a good decision. And then having them grow up and like, dude, they just were in a 32 quart bit rack in my room, no heat. And they just ate and grew. And this was my first season attempting to breed them. And I got both females to breed. I'm like, well, shit. Okay. Okay. And, um, that just kind of getting the rhinos kind of stumbled into, um, Chinese king rats, um, mm-hmm. and other types of Asian rat snakes. And, and then, that kind of also kind of stumbled into the Madagascar hawk. So it's like the rhinos were the tipping point into my kind of like reinsurgence into colubrid stuff. Cause I kind of had gotten away from it as I got more into pythons. So, yeah. Yeah. That's I, strictly because of NPR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not strictly because of NPR. I blame actually you a lot. Um, I came to nerd with Eric the one time and you guys left me alone in a room with a cave dwelling rat snake. Yeah. The thing was pissed as shit. And it was like, I'm like, I love this thing. This thing is amazing. (laughs) It was one of those, like I went home and I'm like cave dwelling rat snake. And there was none available. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then that's actually, that night is when I um, bought my blue beauties because I'm like, nothing, <laughs> nothing. These are kind of like them. And I, I got them, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, Oh wow. And I love those things. They're fantastic. They're so awesome. Yeah. Did you get Ridley oh, eye yet? Yeah. Did I get what? Ridley eye yet. The cave dwellers. I did not get the cave. I had cave dwellers for a hot minute because I was babysitting them for a friend. And it was one of those, like, I love these things. But they're so much like my blue beauties. Like I'm like, do I want to give up cage space for uh, okay. for these? Okay, okay. If I have these, I'm like the, the the blue beauties really scratch that itch for me, or at least they used to when they were tiny and like fiery. <laughs> now they're bigger, they're older, they don't give a damn what I'm Aww. doing in their cage. Like and I'm like, oh yeah. Really? <laughs> so, I keep just chasing like fast the, hand motion real quick just to see if anything happens. It's jump out and scare them every once in a while. Ah! Just laying there. It's like, what Surprise! Fucking just get the waters over there. I pooped in that corner. Get out. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like that's um, what Cobra Keepers do. They're just like, ha, surprise. And they just scam uh, like every now and again. They're like, ah, oh, you're interesting. <laughs> that's cool. Uh. <laughs> it, 
Um, but I am getting a pair of false water cobras Ooh, next week. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I had, uh, that was one of those, like, uh, I think I was bitching about it on this podcast and, um, somebody's like, I have some false water cobra. I'm like, do you <laughs> like oh. it's, it's every once in a while I have to like complain enough. And then somebody's like, well, I got black face white lip. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, it, yeah, you had my uh, <laughs> interest, but now you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, you have my attention. Like, yeah, yeah, that's usually how it works is I just have to complain enough. And then somebody in the reptile industry just gives me what I want. So I'll shut up and move on to, to a different topic. So, so rough scales, more rough scales is what he's saying. If you're listening to this right now, more. he needs more rough scales. Honestly, I do. I always need more. I, I, I guess when people are like, oh man, when are you going to produce rough scales so I can buy one from you? I'm like, buy they're one. Not for you. <laughs> These are mine. <laughs> like, yeah. They're not for you. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> I get that all the time with the scrubs. People are like, so uh, when you get that first clutch of scrub pythons, I can buy some. And I'm like, no, no, no not at can't. all. If one's nah. born without an eyeball, I'll consider it. But until then, until no. Then, no, like, no. Yeah. You've got to wait Even for the third clutch. love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, ain't that the truth? Ain't that yep. the truth? It definitely is. <laughs> so rough scales, what was it uh, just like their rarity? What what really, really has got you holding your attention with the rough scales? The roughies were one of those things that, you know, um, were always seen as like, again, nigh untouchable. It, it was rare as hell. And I loved the story that Mark O'Shea put forward. And I watched that whole thing that he did of trying to find them. And stuff like that. And then I had heard kind of rumors that they were in the States and that they were kind of moving around. Um, and then, again, I bitched about it enough on the show because I remember watching one um, one show where Brian Barczyk went over to Australia and he's holding a roughie and it is just tearing him apart. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, as he's trying to do this thing about how cool this thing is, it is just, lighting, just lighting him, him up. up. Yeah, yeah. And he is just like me, so overjoyed that he has this thing. He doesn't care. Like yeah. he could be, he could be dying of blood loss, whatever. This is awesome. Like yep. it's just exactly. one of those things. Yeah. So I remember just like thinking about it, and then I got contacted by some guy who had bought two point two, and turned out that he only had one female, and the rest were boys. Oof. So he offered me a pair of the the, the two boys for i think a bunch of caramel carpets and stuff like that at the time which i don't think i boxed them up fast enough like it was he's like which yes they're on the way it's like oh <laughs> they already left they left yesterday they'll be there tomorrow I'll, i'm driving them to you you're i'm out in cali dude like yes i know like it's i'll be there. it was just one of those things where and i remember getting them and oh dude it was like they they arrived in a blizzard he had packed them with some sort of hand warmer uh. it, it was Oh, and they were they were um, almost they were cold and stiff when I got them, and I thought they were dead. And then they kind of came back, and I was just yeah, it was insane. And those were my first two boys. Um, and I sent one of those boys to Nick when Nick lost his male, mm -hmm. and so Nick was able to reproduce. And then I lost my other original male. I think it was two years ago to cancer. So, but in that time, I had picked up a pair from Dave D, and that's the pair that I have right now. So, you know, I had at one point I had, you know, three of them, and now I'm down to two. So, and I'm hoping to get more. 
like produce them myself. <laughs> like, uh, stop spending, stop spending money on the same animals. Just make more. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, th- I, dude, I think there's, they're just so freaking unique. They're definitely a species that's on my uh, need to get list. They're, they're one of those where it's really cool. When you look at it, it's really cool with the eyes, the threat mm-hmm. display, the feel. But then the story of, like, you know, some dude nearly died. There was a fire, some helicopter crash. Like, the whole thing that was going through the whole thing of having to get these animals yeah. is what I can really appreciate. And it's kind of like every once in a while you got to take a step back and be like, this thing's in my basement in Pennsylvania. <laughs> like, it should <laughs> not be here. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, for sure. And, and uh, hanging out with gavin bedford when we went to darwin it, it the owen pelly is just the same thing oh, now and, and if you want to tell me how obsessed i am about those things i mean oh my god like i would love those things and again it's just the story of him having to pay like 20 grand to charter a helicopter to take him to a spot in the middle of nowhere where there's like three rocks where he happened to find one it's <laughs> like are you kidding me? Like, yeah, and all that stuff. So, They're definitely, such an interesting looking snake. Like, I I knew of them, but I hadn't really done a lot of research on them. And then after listening to a little bit of NPR and like he- hearing a, a couple different stories about them, I was like, I need to like look more into this and see if I can mm-hmm. find some pictures and stuff and more information about. Them. And I'm looking at pictures of their body, and I'm like, they're so unique. Oh my god, they're so much yeah. different than everything else. They're like um, the Apodoro, where they're just like so different than everything mm-hmm. else. And I love that. It's so yeah. freaking interesting to me. It. It was one of those things where I was kind of on the same page. I knew of them, but then when we heard, when when Rob and Eric were kind of telling us that we're going to go looking for them and stuff like that, I started doing more research, and then I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't get too deep into the research before we met Gavin, because I'm pretty sure I would have just been, like, an idiot the entire time, more (laughs) so than I know I already was. So, like... that's great. Yeah. But no, it was cool. They're on my list. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to be like, oh, they're in Europe. And I'm like, aha, the, there the, it is. the clock has started ticking. It's yep. 10 years before they're in the United States. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I need. Exactly. Sheesh. Oh, my God. That would be something else. Something, something yeah. else. I don't know why yeah. Australia doesn't just like, hey, if we have to produce these things, we can export them. They really need to do that. Well, and that's the thing. It's like apparently Gavin has captive born and bred babies that he's like, ah, I can't really sell them. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, and that's frustrating as hell. It is. And then also all the really good carpet morphs, new bloodlines of this, that, and the other yeah. thing over there. It, yeah, there's tons of stuff over there that I wish that if it just, if you could prove that it was captively produced, I don't see why you can't. Export, export it. it. I mean, I, I know their arguments, and I and I understand their arguments. I just think their arguments are stupid. I agree. So I'm, I'm yeah. going on the record to say I agree with that. Yep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Ugh. But... Give us the good shit. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> I'm so, going to take a little. What was it like being in Australia? Because I've never been to Australia. So what what was going through your mind when you like touched down and and you know as things went progressed for your trip? I. I, I tried to get into like the uh, I was pretty much doing it that this is like going to be a trip of a lifetime kind of a deal. Like I, I may never get back here again. So COVID, enjoy it. I mean, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is that we so we're, we're gearing up and it's like the week before we leave. And I have this like 
horrible sinus cold and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, no. And I'm like drinking orange juice and like whatever pills I can put in my body. Like, <laughs> I'm no, no, no. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And then the day we left, I was feeling terrible. And I remember my stepfather, he's like, well, did you insure the trip? I'm like, no, I'll die in Australia. <laughs> like, no, no. Sprinkle my ashes Eric will in bury my body there. He'll know what to do. Uh. <laughs> so we, we get there. And I'm, I, I remember getting on the plane to, uh, Eric and I flew to LA and we met Rob and Keith in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember by the time we met Rob with Rob and Keith, I'm like in delirium at this point. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> it's, and we, we, it's a 13 hour flight from, uh, LA to Brisbane. And then mm-hmm. and it's another couple hours from Brisbane to Darwin. So on the plane ride from LA to, um, Darwin, I'm sorry, on, to Brisbane, thank God we flew, you know, it, that Qantas takes care of you so well, because I'm like, under a blanket, sweating to death. You know, I wake up and there's some there's some person there like, would you like an ice cream? I would. And then I eat it, pass out, and then <laughs> you wake up and it's like, ah, oh, it's sandwich time, sir. I'm like, what time is it? Like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, it's eat the sandwich, sandwich pass time. out. Yeah, That's and that. then it was, that was the, that got you to uh, Brisbane. When we landed in Brisbane, I actually started feeling better. But then there were certain parts of the trip where it would hit me again. Oh. And I'd start sliding downhill. Luckily, Keith's wife, Teresa, packed him, like, some sort of, like, medical kit that would be, like, used in some sort of Army Corps of Engineers. Like, it was fantastic and had wonderful flu drugs in it and literally <laughs> kept me alive. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> – so the last time um, when Eric lost his phone um, on the mountain, mm-hmm. uh, they went back to go look for it. And that was when they left me in the hotel room because I was dead. So yeah. – after that day where they like they literally left me and I just slept for like six hours, I was good. And that was fine. Of course, that was like four or five days into the trip already. So <laughs> it was one of those. But it was it was cool. It was surreal. It was, you, you know, it's like every moment. I, I mean, I'm sick. I'm walking around and I feel like crap. But then we find a snake and. I can go for another two hours. I swear to God, I can. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, like this yeah. is it, it just the adrenaline builds you up because the first night we were there, we're walking through Fog Dam, and uh, I'm like, the words "Can we go back?" are like in my mouth, and then I find a water python, and then I don't want to stop. Yep. Like it's just yeah. that's that's just how it was. So it was really really cool, and I'd never done a big herping trip like that before, so. Yeah, it was totally fun. I want to do it again so bad. And if they go looking for rough skills without me, I'll disown all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ye be warned. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. sheesh. Was there, uh, was there, were there any other, like, massive target species uh, that you found when you were out there? Um, I wanted to see a croc in the wild, a salty. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we saw signs like slides and footprints and stuff, but we didn't actually see the um, the Crocs, which is why we went to Crocosaurus Cove and they're like, would you like to pay this much to go swimming at the Croc? I'm like, I would. Oh, and I put the yeah. money down and I'm like, and Eric's coming with me. And Eric's like, what am I doing? I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> just, like, just get in the tube. Like it was just, just get in the tube. <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, again, I will never be, I may never be here again. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. it. I'm doing it. Yep. So we would have loved to try to get all the Python species 
um, in Darwin, we missed one. Uh, we missed all of Python. So oh. that would have been cool to get. I was really kind of hoping for that. But, dude, I mean, I saw everything I wanted to see as far as reptiles. I mean, from the frill lizard to, you know, uh, the Owen Pelly and all that fun stuff. So we got all that stuff, and it was really cool. Um, I would have also liked to maybe see a Death Adder, but we didn't get one of those. I love Death Adder so much. Yeah. And that was the thing. It's like you're spending days tromping through, like, you know, ankle high brush and then you go to the zoo and you see the death adder laying in the same like shit you've been walking through and it's disappearing and you're like oh i probably stepped over eight of them i'm like, like i probably just I'm like yeah that's not good like it was yeah. like, <laughs> i probably came real close to death several times like it was but that would have been cool but even dude i i, I love the australian mammals so i was bugging out mm-hmm. with kangaroo we found an echidna just walking across the road and that's badass we're on durat road which is supposed to be like the olive python heaven and we're getting night tigers nothing and i think rob was driving and keith was like what the hell is that i'm like it's an echidna and i'm like out of the car before the car stops (laughs) and i'm just running and this poor animal is like holy crap and just balls up <laughs> and we're just taking pictures of this thing and i'm like this is amazing <laughs> yeah. meanwhile that poor echidna is probably holy still shit. fucking traumatized that thing is so messed up dude. yeah it was not good yeah dude. <laughs> it's like on a bad meth trip oh no because <laughs> because the problem is that like you know i'm there and i don't bring a camera because rob and eric have spent a shit ton of money on cameras and why i just steal their pictures so there you um, go. hey um, i was there i'm just there for plucky comic relief but um <laughs> so they like they're taking pictures and i'm just like oh my god like just taking it all in I mean, Rob's camera, all of a sudden, it's like daylight in front of this animal. (laughs) When the flash goes off and it's just like, oh, shit. Like, it is. But, uh, I mean, detail is hell. Um, But, yeah, we probably messed up several animals. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Americans. (laughs) Americans came and now I can't see. Like, yeah, it's tourists. Fuck. (laughs) But, no, it was. It was cool. I wish I could go back. Um, it sucks because it's like you're sitting here and your Facebook's like, this is where you were last year. And oh. this is like, we were we were in Australia last year. And I'm like, oh, like, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm already not looking forward. So the last couple of years, uh, every January, I've been out in L.A. for a big oh. uh, convention, music related convention out there. And uh, this, the one that was supposed to be happening in this January for 2021 has already been canceled so oh, for the first time sucks. in the last few years that i i won't be out in la in january and i'm like this sucks for two reasons one because i always get to hang out with a lot of really great friends and two i get to escape the frigid winter. northeastern <laughs> winter for about a week and uh now that's not happening so i might have to just find a way to make that happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just just go someplace and be like ah warmth like just yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you still got that couch? Cool. I'm coming. Yeah, cool. I'm coming I'm to coming, inhabit yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, seeing some of those animals in the wild, has that changed how you kind of keep and work with your own animals in your own collection? I let, you know, Eric kind of talks about that a bunch on uh, on NPR. Uh, has it changed how you kind of look and approach your own collection of snakes? I would say definitely, because the weird thing about Darwin is like it's a hundred and something degrees during the day. 
but then it's 70 degrees at night and that's when the snakes are moving. Mm -hmm. So I would say that normally in the past, I would have set a basking temp for my animals and then that was it. Like it would, the cage, it, it, if, if it's not breeding season, the cage is 84 degrees. Like that's mm -hmm. it. Um, now what I've actually programmed in with my uh, herb stats is that the, the heat peaks at like noon and then drips back down to 70 at nighttime. And this does it every, every day. Um, mm -hmm. And just naturally, I mean, maybe not go down all the way to 70, but eh, further down, like there is a spike in temperature and then a, a lull. And right. then um, the room is naturally like right now it's getting colder just because of what's going on outside. Um, and it's actually going to start dropping. So I've kind of started using my herb stats as more of a safety net than as a driving force to get the cage to a certain temperature. And um, my animals are hungry as hell. I haven't had anybody get sick and, um, they're all looking in great shape. And like I said, they'll eat anything. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it's definitely been working out a little bit better. Um, it's kind of like, uh, I feel like I need to almost teach them that the temperature is going to rise like a sun and then go down. And, uh, it's been working out so far. So, hell yeah, that's pretty sweet. And so I heard that you are trying to become uh, America's next biggest reticulated python breeder. Can you tell me a little nope, bit more about get that? Rid of them. <laughs> nope, get them out of my house. Um, so I have I have three retics right now. Um, one was a gift from Matt Minitola, mm -hmm. um, and that's a she's a platinum motley tiger something something something. So I, I shouldn't have this animal. She's wasted on me. She's a gorgeous female, and she's got a great attitude. And I'm like, somebody could do a lot with her. It's a shame she's here. <laughs> like it's a, it's a shame she's here, and I love her, and I won't let her go. So it's, um, but my fiance wanted a normal retic, and rather than do the smart thing and call many of my friends who do retics and just be like, "Hey, can I get a normal that's not a dickhead?" Um, <laughs> I, I got a normal fee, uh, 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 a normal, a visual normal het female from a friend of mine, and a pied male. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, all right, well, see how this goes. They are mock, they are idiots. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, and they're horrible creatures. Highballs, yeah. They're... And I fed them, and they eat rabbits, and now they're bigger. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> so, Dude, but you know what though? If you'll keep them in a smaller cage, they only grow to their size of their environment. Oh sweet, don't want to shove them in a twenty gallon. So... <laughs> <laughs> the but um, the male <laughs> learned a fun trick where if he sandwiches himself between the central support and the glass um, and he pushes hard enough the glass will explode and he can get out yeah so he yeah. did it once and i replaced um the pane with plexiglass then he did it to the other remaining glass um and then he got kicked into a four-foot cage because fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with different style doors because we're not playing this game yeah. so um <laughs> yeah now i got now that entire cage has been replaced with plexiglass and i don't want to put him back in there because he's just gonna do it again because yep. yep. he's learned something so yeah i yeah but that was i came home from uh texas when we when we went out to texas to go herping and i come down to the snake room there's glass all over the floor and the retic's missing and i'm like well shit oh, <laughs> like it, and Dude, those I are found, always the best days those are the worst days it. that's fucking I terrible love it. it's just like really okay i guess i'm herping in my snake room today yes. like and i'm like he can't get too far he's like a six foot retic and 
I, I had just built a bunch of wine racks for my fiance, and he was tucked behind them. Oh. And I'm trying to get him off, and he's moving the wine rack slowly. It's full of wine, by the way, <gasps> to the edge. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you, I'm like, you break her wine, she'll kill you. I won't even have to do it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You have two options here, buddy. Come with me and live, or keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah, and, so, and on your own. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get rid of those two because I'm just the re. I, I got them for her, and she hates them. So okay, <laughs> all right, done. Yeah. That was a so. smart move. I'm gonna congratulate you on that one. That was a good yeah. move. <laughs> the pies, though, they're they're like as close as you can get to getting wild retics right now. Like that Oof. project is only like two generations or three generations in of captive breed. And it shows. It shows. Man. They're horrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah. But like that's the problem is they're fucking terrible, but he is gorgeous. And you're like, Oh yeah. I forgive you because you're so pretty. And then he tries to bite your face and you're like, ah, fuck you. And you ah, close it you. and throw it back in. It's like, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Yep. That literally sums up. All the pies, <laughs> pretty much. For, for That's about it. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I've only met maybe one or two that are jerks. They're not assholes. Not assholes. But our they're our jerks, babies aren't that bad. Know? The babies that we've got that we produced last year are not, yeah, they're not the worst snakes. They're they yeah. still have their moments, but they're not unmanageable. Yeah. Yeah, but then like I'm I'm having issues trying to. The problem is, is I equate them to, you know, a pissed off baby carpet in an adult carpet body and i'm like yes. that's just annoying it's like, horrible yes yeah. yes 100 percent. yes <laughs> like no get out of here yeah so yeah no i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna evict them and then uh um probably make another mistake and buy either some more white lips uh, or something else that you know i shouldn't be owning <laughs> like <laughs> that i can't breathe that just sit here and stare at me I'm like yeah it's fine but yeah, white lip cool. pythons though yeah white lips that's not a terrible move. I, I, they have been my favorite for a long, long time. And I keep going through points where I have like five of them mm-hmm. and then something happens or I, I get over my, over my skis and I end up selling two of them. And then the, the three that I kept one dies and I sell the other one. And it, yeah. So I'm getting out of the point where I'm like, screw it. Every white lip is mine. <laughs> it needs yep. to stay here with me forever. So yeah. Yeah, I actually know a couple people who um, there's one guy locally and then another person who's like a little bit further away, uh, but they've they've produced them a couple times now, and nice. they just they, both of them are not big social media people, so they don't really mm-hmm. post online, and they are captive bred baby white lip pythons, so they don't have to advertise them anywhere. They sell themselves. No, they don't. <laughs> so, uh, but they it's it was so interesting. The first time I saw a baby like a little tiny fresh hatched white lip python i was like you guys have pattern what the hell is going on yeah. here what is yeah, what is this that's the thing is people are always shocked because they're like i got a fresh baby white lip i'm like no you didn't Mm-mm. it doesn't have spots <laughs> yeah. because fresh baby white lips have spots and yeah. i love it because so cool. then i'm like yes i know i got like a fresh hashling so like people are thinking just because it's a small white lip that it's a hashling but no that thing's yeah. a year old yep. like yeah the more people know yeah, I, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get more. So I got, um, right now I'm sitting on a, a reverse trio of golds. I got to get another girl. Mm. Um, and, and then I have a lone, lone male black that just upsets me greatly. <laughs> so. Damn. Yeah. 
that I said, don't worry, I will get the girl. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, it, it, there are several lone animals in my collection that just infuriate me. Like mm. there's the lone black face white lip. Then there's the lone female ring python. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, I just <laughs> what is it up with Botrachillus and not completing the set? So yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. I'll I get love there. ring pythons. Yeah, I think that too. they just need a uh, a better PR person because yeah. uh, a lot of people who are like casually about Bismarck ring pythons are like, oh, they look great when they're babies, and then they get ugly when they're bigger. And it's like, no, they're no, not they ugly don't. when they're bigger. They're just <laughs> different. They're literally just different because yeah. people yeah. love how iridescent white lip pythons are. And if you see an adult Bismarck ring python, even the dark colored ones, they're just as iridescent. Like yeah. iridescent with orange. Yes. Like, I, it, yes. Yeah, no, I remember uh, it was one Tinley Park, and and I almost bought it, and then I walked away, and Chad Gray bought it before I could get back to it. There was an almost all black ring python. Oh, and I was like, I'm like, and I thought, so it, cool. I thought it was a white lip. I remember walking and I'm like, oh shit, white lip. And it's like, no, nah, it's a ring python. I'm like, ring python. And then I walked away and I got like down to the end of the aisle. I'm like, wait, black ring python. Like, yeah, come around. back. It's gone. It <laughs> and Chad's gone. walking away with it. I'm like, damn oh, you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he's like, dude, you see it, you buy it. I'm like, those are good rules to live by yes. like it is those are also but, bad rules to live by they're terrible they're, they're good and horrible all at the same time yeah. so, get so you'll be very happy also extremely broke yeah so yeah that's but it was oof. they're gorgeous and I, I i've had ring python i had ring pythons in the past i had a pair and i remember i had them and i'm like eh, and i ended up letting them go i've been regretting it ever since i'm like god i gotta get these things back and now I got the, I got the girl from Eric and I'm like mine and now I just I'm putting feelers out with friends of mine who have pairs I'm like I need a boy I'll 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 give you some I'm very much into the now I'll give you some snakes if you give me my the one that I want yes. like yep. do you want 22 corn snakes I'll give them to you if you give me that one python one that I want yeah. like yeah, it's just, I'm all, yeah. I I've been kicking myself for I don't know how long ago it was that uh that Kevin had that sub-adult pair. pair. Oh, those were, mm-hmm. they were adult breeders and they yeah. were full of follicles and we got them in and I was like, oh sweet, we're going to breed some big smart ring pythons and Kevin was like, sell them, get them out of yeah. here. And, and I was I like, what? I remember, <laughs> I remember staring at them and, dude, I, I remember staring at them and I told him, I was like, just give me a number and he gave me a number and I was like, oh, it's not the right mm. number. It hurt my feelings right. so bad. Oh my God. I was like, why? What? They're ready to breed right now. Like this, is, we could literally just throw them together right now and then as soon as they lay their eggs, then you can get rid of them, Kevin. Then, then you get rid of them. Wait. I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. And he was like, no, 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 get rid of them right now. And I was like, fuck, son of a bitch. Yeah. And they sold so damn so fast. fast. I think it was like, I think it was like two days later. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking pull the trigger and get those fucking they're things. Gone, and then they're gone. already gone. Yep, and I was gone. like, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 I was so it's, upset. It's, that's, that just keeps going to it now, man. I mean, like if I see something, you got to you gotta call. It's like if you're, if you're not ready to do it right then and there, come to terms that it will not be there by the time you're ready because yeah. it's like yeah. and, I, and i've had that with people like you know people seem to somehow think it's flattering to tell me that they want to buy a snake from me four months from now or yeah. eight no. months from now i, and it's like, I hate that I hate it. cool thank you yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. unless you're I'm, going to purchase that animal right now right now this means it's, nothing i will tell my exactly. car payment i'm looking forward to pay, paying that payment you know eight weeks from now that's cool, right? That's cool, that's right? That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah you that's guys awesome. like that? <laughs> but it's it's like, 
you know, just and and they're almost shocked when you're like, hey, you do know that I cannot guarantee that this thing will be here yes. in eight months from now. Like yeah. whether somebody's going to sell it or I might package it in a trade or I might decide that there's too much stuff going on right here and wholesale it out. Like th- this, this thing is not guaranteed yep. here. Yeah. And like, and that's always shocking to them, but yep. whatever. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it, man. Like, what do you mean? You won't hold this for me if I don't put any money down. Uh, no, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm going to come back and buy it. Don't care. One day. <laughs> nope. Dude. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing is like, um, the olive python laid eggs this year mm-hmm. and the amount of people that were all over me when the olive laid the eggs was astronomical. Yeah. And then when the olives hatched, they were all over me. And then when the olives were up for sale, crickets. I'm like, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I did this year? Mm. I didn't post any pictures of eggs or females or anything until I had the babies out and they had already taken their first meals. <laughs> That's what so that, I am thinking about doing. It's so much better, dude, because yeah. then you go, oh, well, guess what? That picture is actually from four months ago and the babies are ready for sale right now. So if you're Done. serious, yeah. put some money yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like I got people knocking down my door for rhinos and I'm like, I, I feel weird about selling an animal that's on like fish. Yes. I know I shouldn't feel weird. But I almost feel like I want it to be prepared before I let it go. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, I'll take it and eating fish. I'm like, I don't want to let it go because I don't think it's ready. And, you know, I, of course, I'm saying that and I'm feeding a snake downstairs geckos. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's, so it's OK for me, not for other people. So yeah. I, I don't know. I feel that, though. So, I it, try and not let any of my stuff go until it's taken, like, at least six meals, which, like, a lot right. of people, after three, they're like, get it out of here. And I'm like, I am going to keep it for an extra month. Just, right. I want to be sure, sure that when it gets there, it's going to eat. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've had carpets that they're rolling on frozen thawed, and then when I send them, the person finally gets them to eat a month later on live, and then, then they're stuck on it. And yep. it's like, eh, well, yep. well I sorry. tried. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. But I, I mean, like I try to set it up. If you buy something, I, I want to set you up for success. So, right. you know, if if I'm not selling it to you, it's not because I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> like it's for because, real. <laughs> because I'm trying to 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 prevent the 10 million emails and conversations of trying to get this snake that just had its world turned upside down to eat over at your place. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so we're kind of winding down towards the end of our time here. I know it's quick. It's not. It's not a long NPR episode. Um, um, like the three-hour-long ones where I'm just like, are we still doing this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. our episode was good, man. I thought we had a good time. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know anything about that. Oh. You know, they haven't brought me on the podcast. But, I don't make schedule. I don't do the scheduling. I just show up. <laughs> You hear that, Eric? I show up when Eric tells me to, and then I usually ruin whatever carefully laid plan he has, and then I leave. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we always ask our uh, guests one final closing question. I know you guys got the gambit, but we got just one question um, to kind of wrap the episode up, and that question is, what is within the realm of reptiles, be it something that you're working with or uh, one of your projects or something that you've seen other people working with or just an experience that you've had, what in the realm of reptiles and the entirety of reptiles has got you excited about reptiles right now? Uh, there's a couple. I mean, 
I would say the the work that Gavin's doing with the Owen Pellies is definitely way up there on my list. Mm-hmm. But um, seeing the different things, like, you know, uh, seeing Ari opening up that zoo that he's doing in Texas um, and Graham opening up all those other places, I'm like, I- I'm kind of seeing that there's going to be like a little bit more of a uh, a spin towards more reptile-related you know, zoos and things like that. And I'm like, I enjoy that. I would like to see that kind of become more of a mainstream thing. And it's kind of more of a accepted things like, you know, cram the reptiles in his one little house. And it's like, okay, cool. You got the rattlesnake there. You got the copperhead there. You got the cobra there. Oh, here's the door out. It's like, okay, I'd like to see more (laughs) stuff. So I'm kind of interested to see what kind of different attractions and stuff affected because my, you know, I'm, I'm huge into zoo stuff and, um, uh, my fiance and I went to one down in, uh, Florida and they had a Bushmaster and I'm pretty sure I was like shoving three-year-olds out of the way to <laughs> get to the snake. I'm like, no, get out of here. You don't appreciate this. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's something like that. So I would like to see more of that kind of stuff. And the, 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 the stuff like with what Barcheck's doing with, um, his Serpentarium and other stuff like that, I kind of feel like there's definitely more of a almost like a renaissance of reptile related zoological stuff. And I like it. So hell yeah, I'm there for it, man. Um, All right, man. So if people want to learn more about you, where can they search you up? You have to look into a mirror and say my name three times, and then I At will night. appear. Yeah, like yeah. Bloody Mary? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, while you holding a rough scale python. <laughs> yeah, keep careful. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how I used to tell people when they wanted to tag me in things or have me as part of a discussion. You had to tag me three times, and then I would come in. So yes. like every once in a while, they'd tag me twice, and I would just type, once more, please, and then they would have to do it again. <laughs> so it's, that's um, great. But no. <laughs> If you want to reach me, it's uh, rogue-reptiles.com, and it's rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram, and uh, rogue reptiles on Facebook. And moreliapythonradio.com, we're uh, slowly shifting over to Morelia Python Radio Network. So we're going to have... Colibri Corner. I think we, dude, we're, I think I counted, we're going to have seven shows soon. Holy so. crap. Yep. Overachievers, goddamn! Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. hey, slow it down over there. Slow I know it's COVID, down. but slow it down. It's been nine years. I've been trying to push that boulder uphill, and I finally just, got. Hey, man! I finally ran it. over old man Burke, and now I can finally get this thing moving. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great! Uh, now we'll see if he listens to this episode. If he emails me later. <laughs> well, don't worry, Burke, It's a couple. Huh? It's going to be a couple weeks from now when it actually airs. So you got Excellent. a little bit of time. Oh, Forget I said it. And that'll be even better. Yeah. Great. <laughs> be like, what the fuck did you say in the fucking? <laughs> and I'll be like, what did I say? I like, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be part yeah. of the NPR, uh, the Christmas episode where they go back and have clips of of what things that oh, you said. We're, well, we're supposed to be doing the anniversary show. I think it's not. I think we're gonna end up doing filming a uh, recording that this weekend. Oh. And and then it's like I, I think it's only a couple more weeks and then we have the airing of grievances in the holiday uh, holiday show. Yes. And, and apparently some people's lists are quite long. Oh, <laughs> so, oh boy. <laughs> it's, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. We're going to have to have you come on again some other time. And we do want to do an episode with you and Eric to do like an NPR episode. Um, yeah, those get out of hand quickly. I, that's why we did you separate first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smart. That's smart. Yeah. All right, man. So thank you so much for uh, sharing a little bit of time with us tonight. I Hell hope yeah. you have a great night, man. 
Yeah, man, guys, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys soon at hopefully a carpet fest or something. Yeah, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, All right guys, dude. have a good one. Later. All right, you too. Bye. Yep. Boom, Boom. that was such a sweet episode. Hell I'm here yeah. for it. And so this is a little aside here. We're going to probably be doing a little minute at the end just to uh, let you guys know that we are running our OnlyFans account now. So if, yeah, it's not nudes of me and Jeremy. Sorry, everybody. Um, But it is going to be some behind-the-scenes content of stuff that we're doing here at Reptile Talk. Um, I'm going to be sharing some of the projects that I haven't been able to post on Instagram. I got a really cool thing going on behind the scenes, but I'm not, I don't really want to talk about it publicly, so I'm going to only share it on our OnlyFans, um, and then I'm also going to be sharing some behind-the-scenes stuff of stuff that me and Jeremy are doing, mm-hmm. us getting ready to record and do stuff like that. So if you would like to support us and make sure that this show keeps going, um, check out our OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash reptiletalk. Boom. And we're going to be uploading a lot more content on there, um, and we're going to try and keep it uh, interesting and engaging. We're going to try and do... Uh, let you kind of have input in the episode. So we're going to put up polls so you can kind of direct the direction of the podcast for maybe an episode or two where we'll give you a few different options of episodes that you can choose from. And then whatever one is the most popular, we'll do that episode uh, so you guys can have some input in it. So thank you so much for checking things out. We really appreciate it. And Jeremy, where can people find you? If they want to find you. People can find me everywhere. No. <laughs> Brassman Reptiles. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Brassman Reptiles. YouTube, Brassman Reptiles. Twitter, at Brassman Rep. Patreon, Brassman Reptiles. And I think that is it. And then Maybe. for me, Instagram, yes. Rob is Creeping It Real. And Twitter, Rob is Creeping. And then just make sure you check out our OnlyFans. So thank you guys so much. Boom. Hope everyone has a good night. Boom.